What's up guys? Welcome to The Leader Project. Uh, my name is Cody Harmon and I'm sitting here with Bradley Hamilton. Hey guys. In his lush office drinking coffee. Um, <laughs> That's the way life should be, man. Yeah, diffuser. Oh, the diffuser's not going. Oh, man. Yeah, I was worried it was kind of loud, you know? Oh, yeah, that's true. I'm, I'm that's one true. of those weird people that is into the essential oil thing. I know um, that sounds yeah. so, like, millennial and whatever, but, like, I'm really digging it. Dude, fun fact, I didn't really think that this stuff worked, and then Mary got a diffuser and had something that made you go to sleep, and I passed out. <laughs> and I was like, maybe these do work, because I can't keep my eyes open. Yeah. It's, like, 7 o'clock. Yeah, even so, if they're not, like, you know, witchcraft or anything, maybe they're just, <laughs> like, they just smell good at least. You know? They do. So they do smell good. I've gotten real bad. Like, I have one by my bed. Yeah. I have one, as you see right here, in my office. Yep. And the cool thing about this one with the office is that it's USB, so that. it's in your laptop, or it can go in your car yeah. when you're driving. And then you look really weird because there's too. like smoke coming out of your car, and people are like, what's going on? It looks so. like you vape. So yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> no, but yeah, that's interesting because you've got your computer, and one USB port is the microphone that we're talking into, and the other one is the diffuser. So yeah. it smells amazing. It smells like coffee and peppermint. So it's beautiful. incredible. It's a beautiful thing. So this week, we are going to be finishing an interview that we started last week on our last episode um, with Louis Giglio. Uh, Bradley had the chance to interview him and sit down with him uh, along with Dan Ratcliffe from Faith Talk Atlanta. And they got to sit down with Louis. And and last week, we played the first half of this interview where Louis got to talk about vulnerability and kind of his his battle with anxiety and things like that that mm-hmm. have, have been the topic of the last couple of books that he's written. Um, and he got to talk through some of that stuff. And there are some some gold nuggets in that, in that mm-hmm. episode. If you guys want to listen to that, um, Louis got really vulnerable and was able to open up about a lot of that stuff, which is really cool. Um, and so this week we're going to be finishing out this interview because we couldn't get through all of that last week. So this week we're going to be, p- be playing the last half of this interview uh, with Louis Giglio. And so we just want to thank Faith Talk Atlanta again. Um, if you want to listen to them during the week, they cover all kinds of ministry and faith and leadership stuff. They're on 590 AM if you're in the Atlanta area. And they're on Facebook Live too. And they record a lot of their stuff and put it on there, which is awesome. Um, yep. You get to see Rick and Dan in the flesh-ish on Facebook Live. So uh, <laughs> Yeah, so and they're so awesome too, man. We are. love, we're huge fans of Rick and Dan. And for both of them, man, they are the same um, off mic as they are on. Yeah. Like they're just incredible guys. Yep. Um, just love people so well. And so it means a lot that one, they would even allow me to sit down yeah. with Louie and yeah. have this interview. Yeah. And then two, they'd allow us to use it is huge. Yeah. Um, but man, I, you know, I said it last week, but I was <laughs> telling Cody and everyone I talked to, I say this, it was the craziest thing. Cause I don't get starstruck yeah. when I meet people, but for some reason, man, Louie, just cause for me, he's been such a hero of the faith and the impact of my life. And, mm. you know, I've, I followed him since college and, um, you know, even just passion conferences and all that he has done has impacted yeah. not just me, but all of my friends. An I mean, all of our, yeah. Like. And so it was so surreal getting to sit down with them. And I found, found myself pretty starstruck. Like I, I couldn't think yeah. of questions. And, and so I apologize if any of these sound very ridiculous and rambly <laughs> as we play the rest of this interview. Um, but it's really cool. Cause I got to ask them some things that, um, were just that I just had questions about, um, mm-hmm. as a young leader. And it led to a topic that I think is essential for the church. Mm-hmm. Um, and not just the church, but any leader. Mm-hmm. Um, the piece he's about to talk about um, isn't one that's talked about often, and mm-hmm. I don't think it's talked about enough. Yeah. And he hits on something that, that's really, really impactful. And so uh, we hope you enjoy it. It's a great interview, and uh, we'll come back afterward and, and talk about some things. Um, but without further ado, here's uh, the interview. 
right, I'm going to hand it back to Bradley because he just got back from your camp. Not everybody knows that Passion and Louis Giglio do a high school camp. Was it high school and junior high or just high school? High school, middle school, yeah. All right, so they just got back from there, and he said it was amazing. So uh, I have him ask a little bit about the camp and uh, and just tell you what, what they thought. Yeah, sure. I was telling you this um, before we started, but um, I mean it, man. I have not seen a camp that quality ever. Um, you could tell the intentionality you guys put behind every single detail from the organization, the check-in, to your message and speaking about even anxiety to my students and kind of just knowing where they're at in the heart was very obvious. Um, and so I wanted to ask that, and what is your heart behind putting so much intentionality um, really behind everything you guys do, um, but even you know with students and with that generation as well? Yeah, well, I'm glad you loved camp. Uh, a lot of people, I've, I talked to a guy last night, he said, I know you only care about college students. He goes, but some of us older guys, he was like 39. I said, look, I'm 59 years old. Our, our church, Passion City Church, filled with people of all ages. And yes, the movement of Passion for 20 years has been aimed at 18 to 25-year-olds, but our message is for everyone. And so we do camp for middle school and high school kids and several thousand kids in Daytona Beach, Florida. It is the best camp I've ever been to. And I've been to a part of a lot of incredible camps over my span of life. But I think the main thing that, that makes Passion Camp great is, is, is what you're talking about. It's intentionality. And a lot of times in church, we, we know that Apple's intentional. We know that Elon Musk and Tesla are intentional. If you're creating a rocket that's going to supply the moon and take tourists into space, you're not just sitting around going, well, what if that doesn't matter? Let's either we can use that or use that. You know, which one's cheaper? Okay, yeah, we'll get that. You know, they're very intentional about what they do. If you're Jeff Bezos and you're running uh, Amazon, you're very intentional about what you do. But then all of a sudden we get to the church and we're like, oh, it's the Spirit of God and we'll just trust the Lord. And you walk through the average church building and you don't see intentionality anywhere. You see junk stacked in corners. You see uh, signs that were put up 13 years ago that no one's even thought about why is that sign there. You don't see, oh, they thought non-believers were going to come through the door today. They thought artists and engineers and philosophers and chemists were going to come to church today, and they were going to want to know when they walked through the door that there was some purpose behind all this, because our intentionality reflects God's intentionality. And I want to be able to say to somebody when they come through the door, God is a God of intricacy, design, and purpose. God is a God of beauty and creativity. And as much as we can, we want to reflect that. Why? So that you will know this God designed you. He's got intentionality about your life. He has a purpose about your life. So when you come to Passion Camp, it's not like the afterthought. Oh, it's just camp, so we'll fly by the seat of our pants. It's just camp, so we'll just, you know, make kids eat 100 marshmallows until they throw up, and then we'll all laugh and they'll have a good time. It's like, what can we do to aim this arrow as in, intently as we can at the heart of a 14-year-old who's struggling with life and death and philosophy and pressure and big questions so we don't serve out little snackettes because kids aren't dealing with snackette issues right now. Here's your three crackers and your little four cubes of cheese and your apple slice. Uh, that's not where students are. So we teach big ideas. 
we open the Word of God, we worship with abandon, but then when we do Squad Wars in the morning, uh, there's nothing on television. I've seen in Ninja games that look better than the Squad Wars we were doing. And so what it says to a kid who brought their friend, they're not messing around here. This is incredible. This is like the best concert I've ever been to. That guy's talking to me like no one's ever talked to me before. He's presenting truth and ideas, and if you take that down to every detail, you can't obsess, and that's where it all falls apart, but what, if you stay in balance, what you're doing is you're reflecting the tapestry of our God. Mm-hmm. And we say around Passion City Church, one of our culture values here, and we have a culture book here at Passion City, not just a theological statement, and one of our culture values is we design everything. So, I mean, we're right now in a lounge of a studio because we have a recording studio at our church because we make a lot of music here. A lot of guest artists in our city use this studio. And when they do, this is where they sit in between tracking sessions. And if you look around in this room right now, you go, this is a pretty cool room. Mm -hmm. And there's no studio in Atlanta. I've Mm -hmm. been in most of them that has a lounge any better than this lounge right here. Because on the day that an artist walks through the door and says, what, a church has a recording studio? It's going to be, like, lame. Mm -hmm. And they walk in here and they go, who are these people? Mm -hmm. Um, That's going to signal to them right away. There's a guy on our worship team here who's a producer, hip-hop artist in town. And he said, the moment I walked through the door, I knew I was home. And so that's what intentionality does. And we intend to raise up a generation of middle school and high school kids that can live in culture, stand up to culture, and influence culture with grace and truth. And that takes a lot of thinking. And um, so it's Passion Camp. It's uh, in June next year. You can go to passionconferences.com and find the information out. And, uh, man, we, we, we just love that you guys were there and it really touched your students. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. I just want to say thanks for that because it definitely. I think it's why you've done such an amazing job at reaching my generation through passion conferences and college. But now also, what's cool for me getting to see my students um, see that experience that same thing. So just thank you for being that voice and what you're doing, man. You're so welcome. Awesome. I spoke in Dothan, Alabama last night to about 3,100 mostly middle and high school kids and the passion being led and. I walked out and I was just on side stage before it's time to walk out there and I thought, what am I doing here? I'm 59 years old on Friday. <laughs> what am I doing in this place? And then I thought, Lord, what a gift, you know, and either, and I hope people that love me will tell me when it's time, you know, hey, Louie, you've been amazing, but let's move on out. But what an amazing thing to be in the mix and to be still able by the grace of God to to touch people's lives that are 13 and 15 years old. I, I've, as long as I can, and until they tell me that I can't, I want to be in front of middle school and high school kids for a week because I really believe if you cannot communicate with a middle schooler, you don't have any business communicating mm. because the gospel isn't complicated. Mm. And if you can't get it down on a level where a ninth grader can tap into a relationship with Jesus, then you really probably need to just stop preaching, honestly. So it helps me, it pushes me, it challenges me, it humbles me, it makes me really desperate, but what a privilege. It keeps you young, too. (laughs) Let's do that. (laughs) So second week in a row, Louis is killing it on this interview mm. slash our podcast, uh, man, there's last week he had so much good stuff to say about vulnerability and dealing with anxiety. And then this week seeing how 
we can create environments that make people feel welcome. Like that's yeah. something that, that, like you said, I don't think the church talks about enough. And that I think is kind of almost looked at as like, well, we'll, we'll do that later. Like that's kind of a big deal, but we'll, we'll worry about that a little bit down the road once we get mm. these other things figured out. And really it's like, if that's not in place and you don't have a welcoming environment, then people aren't really going to be able to listen as much as you would want them to. Yeah. Um, I know that's something that just for, for me, like my wife, Mary is a guest services director. So that's like her whole job. Like she lives and breathes, making people feel welcome. Right. And it's so, it's so huge in like helping people kind of break down their walls a little bit and let down some barriers they may have because they feel like they're already a part of something before they even get there. Right. And I love that he pointed out that every other group organization does this naturally. Yeah. Yeah. They want customers to feel welcomed mm-hmm. and known and loved and appreciated. Mm-hmm. And yet when it comes to the church, for some reason we've mm-hmm. kind of felt like, well, that that's not as important. Yeah. And I love how he even said at one point, let's just get what's cheaper. Let's get yeah. the cheap stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, oh man, because even thinking through like with student ministry, mm-hmm. you know, we want to try really hard mm-hmm. to, you know, buy the best sodas and to, yeah. you know, just yeah. to make sure to make sure the games are poured in with intentionality. Yeah. And um, because it is important, man, that when someone walks through those doors, they know that we're not just goofing off we're not just playing around like the church and the gospel is important to Mm -hmm. us it is everything to us and so we're gonna give it our all we're gonna pour out our best resources and all of our energy Mm -hmm. into into making sure that that you see god for who he is yeah and i love the part that he talked about just kind of as you got to ask him about camp that you got to go to with your students and now we talked about when you show up, if the games look like they didn't really care about them, and even mm-hmm. though the game part is such a small part of like students coming to know Jesus and hearing the gospel, like the games, like I feel like the games could easily take a back seat to that. Mm-hmm. But if you if you got a student that's showing up, if I'm 12 years old and I show up to this camp and the games are like they suck, then I'm gonna be like, oh, well, this isn't cool. <laughs> but if you get there and the games are awesome, then it's like I'm trust this organization now because this is incredible, you know. Yeah. And so that's such a huge part of people yeah. actually being able to like come in and feel welcomed and see that you actually care about what you're putting out there for them, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And how surreal is it to, you know, you go to a camp like that and I had no idea that in a couple of weeks I'd be able to sit down with yeah. Louie and tell him how much his yeah. camp meant to us. So that was just a cool thing. Yeah. Um, but that's exactly it. I think, you know, from everything they did from, and th- this is really cool. I, I think we talked about a little bit last week or a couple of weeks ago. But uh, even when the they had the check-in room mm-hmm. where the youth pastors would come to check in their students. So mm-hmm. it's just the youth pastors hopping off the bus. We were on the bus for eight hours with crazy yeah. kids. I get off the bus, and they have a staff member out there in the parking lot that says, hey, I've got your bus. Mm-hmm. So they go hop on my bus, yeah. and they, they pass out popsicles. They That's start awesome. high-fiving them, talking to yeah. them. I go in to check in. I'm talking clean, nice. Mm. They were ready for me. Mm. They had all of my stuff like in a bag, perfectly organized. Yeah. And I'm an organizational freak, yeah. and so yeah. I was like beside myself. It was yeah. amazing. And uh, <laughs> but they had music playing. Yeah. I mean, they even had a little station with waters and gum and whatever in case mm. you had to wait for any of your keys or stuff to get yeah. ready. And that was just for the youth pastors. Yeah. And I'm just going, man, they do every mm-hmm. single thing with intentionality. And it was that way from the beginning mm-hmm. to the end. Like you said, the games were constructed in a way that not only brought the students together, mm-hmm. but helped them tear down walls. Yeah. And, you know, because like you said, I think that is really important yeah. um, that students do feel at home and appreciated. And like the joy is, is a huge part of yeah. living life in the gospel. And, yeah. man, it. 
you know, it's it's crazy because we see this at Passion Conference. We see this um, with our generation, mm. and I get to see this now with what they're doing with students. But um, even people who are skeptical of the gospel mm. or especially those who are skeptical of churches mm. and who have walked away from church because of some yeah. of these issues, um, when they see a group like this, mm. it does challenge their thinking a bit. Mm. And they go, you know, even if I'm not on board with all of that, you know, you guys are putting so much intentionality behind it yeah. that it must mean something to yeah. you. And it must be yeah. important. And uh, maybe there is something to it. Mm-hmm. It really does make the world stop in its tracks. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm so thankful for Louie and his team uh, and everyone at Passion um, for being some of the front runners in that. Mm-hmm. And I know there are a lot of churches that are doing that. And um, I just think it's incredible. And I think it's something that we don't talk about enough. Yeah. So, yeah. And I think that that's something, too, that that Louis hit on in this, where he said that our intentionality reflects God's intentionality. Mm. And that's so convicting because if we look at how intentional we're being with somebody else, whether that is like if you do work at a church and it's how your service or whatever is set up, or if it's just how we treat other people or how we are like trying to invest in other people or just asking them how they're doing, like does our intentionality reflect God's intentionality? And that's such, that's such a convicting thing, you know, because like, I think as the church or just as believers or whatever, like we, our goal is to show people how much God loves them. And so if we're not being intentional, we're not letting that reflect how much God loves them. Then like, I think we need to kind of go back to the drawing board and like rethink some of the things that we're doing so that we can, so that we can clearly show people what that looks like. Yeah, it's true. And I think, you know, a while back, uh, I think it was Andy Stanley. I heard talk about this, uh, a friend of Louis as well. And, you know, he talked about how when people come over to your house, you clean up. Yeah. You know, you want things to be prepared for them. And I love mm-hmm. hospitality. It's one of my gifts, I feel. And so I, I click with that. It makes mm-hmm. sense to me because I want people to know, mm-hmm. hey, I'm expecting you. Yeah. You're welcome here. Yeah. You know, this place is set up for you. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it's so cool because Andy talked about translating that to our churches and to mm-hmm. our ministry environments. And you know, having a space that says, hey, we knew you were going to be here. Yeah. And not only did we know you were going to be here, but we want you to be mm-hmm. here. And we want to set this up for you. Yeah. And uh, because the last thing people need to feel is that they weren't expected yeah. and that they're not super welcomed, yeah. you know. And there's no better environment to do that in than the church yeah. where they are welcomed yeah. and accepted. And so, you know, hearing Louie talk about that just really challenged me even and uh, so this is funny. He talked about us being in the lobby or in that uh, the studio that we were in. Yeah. And no lie, before he mentioned that, I didn't know he was going to talk about this topic. Yeah. And before he mentioned it, me and Dan were talking about how nice everything was. Yeah. Like, man, they, they escorted us in. They were out ready for us early. We got there early, and mm-hmm. they beat us. They were yeah. early as we walked in. Yeah. Their offices were amazing. Everyone who was working there was super friendly, really helpful. Mm-hmm. And then we sit down in the studio. I mean, the, the coolest furniture I've ever seen. It really looked like some place that you yeah. go to, um, you know, in any nice spot in Atlanta. Yeah. And I love these said that. I said most people think they're going to walk into a church and see something that's lame. Yeah. And instead yeah. they see what's, you know, just the same, if not better than any other place they're yeah. going to go. And, uh, you know, he asked us at one point, you know, he's trying to take care of us. Uh, his mm-hmm. publicist was there before. And um, he was like, do you guys need anything? Can I help? Like he was serving us, which is crazy because yeah. we're getting an opportunity to yeah. talk to them. Yeah. But then he was like, you know, do you guys want water? 
And we're like, uh, yeah, sure, that, that'd actually be great. Mm. And uh, then he says, do you want it cold or do you want it room temperature? <laughs> I'm like, oh, there's options of water? Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> and then he goes, you know, we said, you know, room temperature is fine. And he says, well, here you go. And then hands us Fiji water. Yeah. Fiji water. Like, <laughs> I can't even afford Fiji water for, real, <laughs> for myself. I take Fiji water bottles <laughs> and just refill them with tap water so it looks like I can afford Fiji <laughs> exactly. water. Exactly. he's throwing it out like candy. Exactly. And so, but even in that, man, I, I did notice that mm. before Louis talked about this was, and they aren't just, you know, settling mm. for t- what they can do to get by. Yeah. They really want people to understand that they are valued. Yeah. Um, and so I just thought that was so cool. And so I came back and uh, I had a meeting for our Nicaragua team. We're going on a mission trip with mm. our students. And so a pretty small team. It's just their parents. And um, we do this every you know couple months just to do updates, financial updates. It's mm. really boring stuff. And uh so I, I just set up a few chairs, and that's really it. Mm. But this week I thought, you know what? I'm going to learn something from Louie. Yeah. So I, uh, I didn't go buy Fiji water because I can't afford that. <laughs> but I, I did. I got water. I set up a little table. I uh, turned some music on as they arrived. And I just thought, man, it felt so different because mm-hmm. this wasn't just another meeting. I want yeah. them to know, like, I value that they're showing up. Mm-hmm. and. I want them to feel comfortable, and the step that they're taking toward this mission trip is mm. huge. And um, I don't know, so he just really impacted me, even again in this yeah. interview. Yeah. And um, I think that it's so important that we think through this in every environment mm. that we step into. Yeah, no, that's awesome because I've got a parent meeting coming up too for our upcoming sixth graders, and so like I didn't even connect those dots till so you just said that. So now I'm thinking through like, okay, this is how our room is set up. This is stuff we have for parents because like. That is just so important that like if we if we are going to be a reflection of who God is, then that's, I think, key that like God meets you where you're at. And so he for us to show people that we are intentional and just thinking a step ahead, like that's really all it is. Like Louis, like even just the water thing, like he was thinking like, okay, we're about to do an interview. They may want some water. So we asked if you wanted water. And then he thought another step ahead and was like, well, some people like at room temperature for this because they're speaking and all this stuff. So how do you like, which way do you want it? So it's like, really all it is, is just loving somebody else enough to think a step ahead of what they might need. You know what I mean? Um, And it's just those little things like that go a long way in the the grand scheme of things. So that's, that's awesome. That's so good. So yeah, we just, uh, we cannot say it enough um, how thankful we are to Louie for yeah. taking the time. Um, he's a has a crazy busy schedule, and he had like five other interviews that day. Um, but it just meant so much to us. And even he was really personal yeah. um, and talked with us after a little bit. And um, so, man, it was just so cool. And we're thankful for everything that he does. And uh, thankful for Faith Talk for mm-hmm. letting us, yeah. um, you know, giving me the opportunity to even have this interview. Yeah. And then for allowing us to use it as well. And uh, I hope that if you're listening, some of the some of that stood out to you because, um, man, we could have spent the whole year just on that interview. Yeah, <laughs> so, um, man, so much good stuff. So we appreciate you guys listening. Make sure you go uh, get Louis's book, Goliath Must mm-hmm. Fall. It is a must read for anyone. Um, he covers so many different giants in that. And uh, you can follow him as well on Instagram and Twitter at Louis Giglio. And uh, let us know how, you know, if you're enjoying these and loving these, man, give us some feedback. Yeah. We'd love for you to tweet at us because um, we do this for you guys and we hope it's it's making a difference. Um, so thanks for listening. Uh, we will see you in a couple of weeks. We can't believe summer is almost over. Gosh, I know it's nuts. It is nuts. Um, but we hope you're having a good rest of your summer. We love you guys and we will see you soon.